0: on message. This is Chad McLeod coming to you from Lakeland, Florida here with Joe, my business partner and brother and co-host of the podcast. And Joe and I are in different locations from time to time. We do that. We are not in the podcast studio where we're typically recording. And, um, I was telling Joe before we started, I've got people trimming trees at my house. And so here I am. And just a minute ago, they fired up the chainsaw. So if it sounds like I'm in a construction zone, that's that's what's going on here at the, at the McLeod house. But we, we appreciate you tuning in. And we are that committed to doing a podcast that in the middle of having trees trimmed. And uh, I've got the kids this afternoon. That is commitment. I
1: mean, you, all you need is a few Harley Davidsons right outside your window just
0: to make it you know more eventful there at your house. Right. Well, and speaking of how committed we are, this is a good time to announce that we're going to take a break for the summer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at, at least the, the, right. the summer. Um, you know, from uh, over the years, we have reset the podcast. We've taken some time off. And I think we want to do that and kind of figure out what we want to be when we grow up as podcasters and what this podcast looks like uh, coming into the fall. And so I think the plan, at least today, it could change tomorrow, but is to finish out the month of May and then take a break for June and July and see what happens coming into the fall. So feedback is always good of what type of podcast people out there like to listen to in terms of the PR World, we made a. I don't even know where this list came from, but Joe sent it to me. It's like the top forty, I guess top forty uh, PR podcast, and we're number twenty-five on that list. So we were honored to to be on that. And I don't know how that was put together, but there are some good ones on the, on the list. I even listened to one of them this week, and so that was neat to see us, uh, you know, in that group of of other podcasts. But I think just trying to figure out. The topics we cover, the things that we do, what does what does this podcast look like going forward? We're still figuring that out.
1: Yeah, that was Feedspot, um, the top 40, the 40 best PR podcasts. And we were 25, so we're in the top 25. So I was pleased with that. Given that, given that we, and, and as we say, we're always a, um, we're a business that has a podcast, not the other way around. So, you know, for us, I thought that that was good.
0: So I like it the end of our kind of tagline where we say, we're talking about communication tips for leaders, trends and insights into the public relations industry and the best stories in PR and communications. A lot of times our our episodes are anchored with a story and then we work backwards and pull out the lessons for leaders. So tell us what we're talking about on on today's episode.
1: We've talked about in previous podcasts, the, the idea of businesses and firms, well companies, taking a stand on social issues and with the Supreme Court document leak, we'll call it, uh, that's been the buzz as of late. Really, what do companies do now that the Roe v. Wade issue is uh, front and center? The the issue has really been out there since the mid-70s. I believe it was a 70- three when the Roe v. Wade issue was, um, was decided. And so what do companies and brands do? And we've seen in several articles, some saying that brands need to speak out. Others are saying, hold on here. This is a very divisive issue. And maybe there's another way to go about this. Some are saying you shouldn't say anything at all. So from a PR perspective, how should companies navigate this dilemma of not only a controversial issue being out just in the, the public discussion and being front page news, but the, the quote unquote expectations now placed on businesses, CEOs, companies to take a stand where does that leave us um, in terms of leaders making decisions on how they and their company should communicate
0: around this issue? That's yeah, a good overview and kind of setting up the the difficulty and kind of the challenge from a PR communications standpoint. I, over the weekend, a friend of mine, friend of ours, Rob, who he listens to the podcast, but he sent me a story and I just saw that the headline said top PR firm advises companies to use caution when wading into uh, the Roe versus Wade topic. And I just saw the headline. And, but I, before I read the story, I wrote back and said, I didn't realize they did a story on our firm, uh, talking about top PR firm. And, <laughs> and uh, this was national news. <laughs> but as I read the, the story, so the, the firm is Zeno, Zeno. I don't know how they, they pronounce it. Um, it's a, a national... PR firm that had sent a strategy memo to a number of clients and they have major brands that are clients, but urging them to to use caution, to to really consider, um, maybe resist the the temptation to to wade in and and put out a public statement here in the early um, part of this process and the rationale for that and some of the difficulties with trying to give statements to the media or respond to media requests. And, and laid out that uh, this is a perfect example of an issue that is people are very split and passionate and divided and so and why that is thorny for companies so uh, and I wrote back to rob and said i I think it's good advice I really do I think there's uh, there's some uh, wisdom in that uh, but I saw and and fully expected that Zeno has been criticized. In fact, there's an article in PR Week just talking about the criticism that they have received because they are, it's been perceived, I think, that they're telling companies, don't take a stand, stay quiet. And I'm not sure that's what they were saying. I think they were trying to, to get the point across that it, this needs to be, when you wade into an issue like this, that it is not easy, right? And there are many different opinions passions emotions now there are some people who just they don't like that they don't and so you can find on twitter that there's a fair amount of criticism toward this pr firm and maybe toward brands that haven't said anything i have and we have on this podcast for a while now we've challenged what we see as some conventional wisdom in our industry that is saying companies can't stay silent they have to speak up and consumers expect that from today's brands, and in an issue like this, um, the consumer doesn't fall neatly into um, one perspective. Right. And so, while there may be um, those who say, "Well, they, they you have to, you have to, you, you cannot take a um, the, the position of of not commenting, of not having a company position," I think many times you actually, yes, you can. And I'm curious whether. Through issues like this and kind of the Disney situation that has happened, will we see that perspective of, oh, companies need to speak up being challenged more? Will we see more of the, the Xeno type approach of if you're going to speak up, here are the things you really need to, to think through and consider, is there a compelling reason for our brand to wade into this? I mean, do we other than just the fact that it's a, an issue in the national debate, um, is, is there some nexus to our company? Does it align with our values? Um, what happens if we do speak up? What happens if we don't? Yeah. Um, what happens if we do and the response isn't what we planned? And then the, and vice versa, just really thinking through those scenarios. Because uh, today, it's, it's Roe v. Wade. Tomorrow, it is what is the next issue. And for a lot of brands, it's really not their core, that's not their core mission. It's not that um, they're not, other than certainly when you have thousands of employees. But even with that, I think there, there's a lot of challenges because it's probably rare that all of those employees think exactly the same on an issue. So I say all that to say this: these are challenging issues. And I don't think there's a textbook approach from the PR side that you can hand to a company and say, oh, it's 2022, you have to, to pick a side. And usually the kind of thought behind that uh advice is that you need to pick a certain side <laughs> and, and it's it's the the more in this case it would be um uh, opposed to any uh changes or certainly an overturning of Roe versus Wade and that that's what I think we see in that line of thought so uh, there's also and you had shared with me the story from uh, PR News Seth Ehrenstein who we've um, had on the program it's been a while back but um, he, he really outlined the different scenarios and different options that companies have. And he said, none is a good one, right? Like, there's not one that is is good. And, and, and I think he had like 10 different things that companies can do. And he said, it's, un, it's likely that some will be displeased, um, dissatisfied with whatever route you take. And so that has to be, I think, and I kind of think that's where I, I don't know, because I wasn't at the table with Zeno, and they're, you know, when they put that memo out, but I think that's what they were getting at is they were, you know, giving advice to their
1: clients. Yeah. I want to go back to the, the, just the conventional wisdom in PR right now that you need to take a stand. Brands, companies need to really stand up and speak out on social issues. And look, there are, there are colleagues or people that I deeply admire and respect, but I just, I fully disagree with this with the notion, and you and I have pushed back on it for a while that that com- that that needs to be the posture of companies that whenever there's a social issue y- you you have to huddle together and say, okay, what's our position and let's get it out there because that's what people want that meant that that wisdom conventional wisdom group think whatever you want to call it I- that stems from survey data. And I don't want to get too nerdy here and get kind of into the weeds of research. But when I looked at some of the survey data, it asked, it's pretty point blank. It asked participants, do you want your brands, the companies, the products that you buy uh, to stand up and speak out on social issues? And the answer overwhelmingly is yes. But that doesn't tell us anything. It doesn't tell us which social issues right. and it doesn't tell you what stand. Um, I was listening to a podcast actually today where a popular leader pastor was talking about how people were leaving the church, his church um, and he was asking them, you know what why are you upset? Why are you leaving? why are you you know, going to different churches and Many of them were saying, because you're not taking a stand on this issue or these issues. And he said, we are taking a stand, but it's just not standing where you want to stand. Like, it's just not here. Like we're taking, this is our stance. It doesn't, but it doesn't align with, with what you're wanting. And so you're going someplace else and that's okay. But there's this baked in assumption that if in the survey data, there's this kind of baked in conclusion, I should say that, oh, well, You take the stand and wink, wink, this is what it needs to be. But what if that stand, what if that position is different? Do you still want the company speaking out on an issue if maybe you don't see eye to eye, especially on this issue like abortion on Roe v. Wade, which is pretty split? I mean, some studies show it's more 50-50. Others, it's more, you know, 60% want Roe v. Wade not to be overturned. Forty percent say that does. Well, that's that forty percent is still a significant number. And then you can slice and dice your audience analysis even more, depending on your demographic, depending on your customer base. You you may have your customer base and your clients may be ninety percent pro-life, and or it, it could be the other way around. So, well, what do you just take the stance that they want you to take? It is complicated, right. and I agree with with Seth Aaronstein's premise that no option is easy. But I firmly disagree with the the, the blanket notion that companies just you should you need to be uh, engaged on social issues. You need to speak out, and that needs to be kind of the the posture of your organization. I don't think that's going to be a winning recipe long term. And I think time will tell.
0: I think it was in Seth's article where he he mentioned that Fortune Magazine contacted thirty of the uh, top companies based on revenue in the U.S. for their positions on this right now on the the Roe v. Wade memo and the 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 issue, and very few responded at all. Mm. None, most just did did not even respond, and and that, that is telling. And I do think that's. In this case, appropriate for many of them. I, I'm not sure that you don't always because you're asked have to give a response. That's something to remember too in PR. I mean, I, I don't avoidance and, and and not commenting over the, the long run. We don't recommend that. But simply because you're asked a position on an issue doesn't mean, especially if it is a, a media outlet that is reaching out to multiple companies and trying to get um, a response from whoever will stand up and give them something. You don't always have to engage in that. And so yeah. that is, I think that's an important point to remember. But it, but I think it shows that this is, it is a difficult issue. There's good reason why a lot of the major companies are, are hesitant to wade into it right now um, or at all, you know, depending on what happens. Um, I, I read or heard somebody talking about these types of decisions I think the term that I've heard a lot in PR circles is the organization's North Star. Like, what is your yeah. North Star? And at first I kind of liked that, but now its <laughs> I think it's used all the time. Like, whatever your organization's North Star is, that will guide how and if and when you respond to these types of issues do you engage and and someone was saying that the north star needs to be guided heavily by your employees like your employees if it's important to them if they really want you to speak out that that needs to be at the forefront of your decision and i disagree with that to some extent i think the employee um, employees are important they're an important constituent and and they have to be part of the calculation but it's not the only one. And there are times where employees may want you to do something that's not in the best interest of the the organization overall, that pressure internally can be strong and you, you have to address that. And I think certainly from the PR component of managing that relationship, I mean, that, that is one that is, is challenging, but it is not in and of itself the reason to speak out. Um, yeah and I, I think, think and too yeah. okay
1: Go well, ahead. I just on that point, and then you finish up your second point, but just on that, like depending on what the employees want, but what we're talking about in so many cases, employees are divided, yeah, yeah. and so which employees yeah. do you listen to, and then if you're listening to the majority, well, that can be a problem too, because then you're isolating a minority opinion, and so it it's not again i the the, the these easy, simple. Just draw the line in the sand answers, uh, I think, are problematic. So I just want to say that on the employee side.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. The only thing I was going to say is that companies, I think, have to be careful when, and kind of go back to Disney as an example, but when the initial approach is not to, to wait in, to to hold off, or for whatever reason they've decided to change course because of pressure, because of public pressure, internal pressure. I'm not saying you never do that because there are times where that, um, you know, through that process, you change your mind. The strategic direction is different than what you thought it would be or needs to be. Find a new North star. But if it's <laughs> a new North, right. <laughs> but if the, if you are changing course because of the pressure. And I think we see that with CEOs, with companies, they weren't planning to get involved and then there's pressure. And then as a result of that pressure, they decide to, to wade into it. And then we see they've upset another group and right. no one's happy right. in the end. And so it, it, I haven't seen that work well in many recent examples where companies have relented or decided, okay, now we're going to speak up, but it's really the result of, of that pressure that they made that decision. And and I think if you're strong in whatever, whether you decide to, to speak up or not, if you have good reasons for that, and you're grounded in that staying to it is puts you in a stronger position than if you relent and say, okay, now we're going to get into it. And, and then you have, you sort of, sort of awaken the, the audience consumers, constituency, whichever group that maybe they were silent and they just really weren't because they had no reason to be um, pressuring the company or displeased with it. But now that you've taken that stance, you, you've awakened that side right. who's, who's upset. And so there's just, yeah, it's not, as I, I think when a company decides we're going to do a 180 because of the pressure we've received, all right, we need to, to get involved and do something that that scenario has to be thought through very well. It really does, and you you brought up a good point about awakening the other side. And
1: the case we've covered so many stories, but what just jumped out at me is we're talking about the Supreme Court, and this is on a this. I mean, this wasn't a crisis, but it shows how you can um, ignite one side, and then or, or you try to respond to appease one side, but really what you do is you ignite a fire under another side, and that fire is is bigger. The example was a few years ago when uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett was. Uh, confirmed as a justice. And and the Girl Scouts of America posted on their Twitter, like, just congratulating her and having another woman on the Supreme Court. Um, And obviously, there were those who were not fans of Justice Barrett, who came out and were tweeting back to Girl Scouts of America, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be political. So they apologized and they, I don't know if they took it down or if they apologized. So, okay, so here's Girl Scouts of America. They're hearing this criticism. They're trying to respond to the criticism and appease the critics. Well, what happened next was then there was a slew of folks that just kind of pounded on Girl Scouts of America and said, Hey, don't back down. Like you're, we're supposed yeah. to be supporting strong women. And what, what you're doing is you're caving into pressure. And so the, the backlash was stronger than the initial lash. Um, yeah, and and right. so that's, it, again, that's not, it's typically not in the calculus when you hear advisors say, well, you need to take a stand because there's an assumption that by taking a stand, you're going to appease your employees, your customer base, and at the end of the day, it's just going to bode well for your business. And But the, the empirical evidence of that so far it largely has not come to fruition. It's not borne out. Like We're not seeing that. We're actually seeing it. It can be more harmful. And again, the type of business that you are, it, it, that matters. And does this issue align with your business organi- or your organization's mission, its goals, its values? So, yeah, w- we're not suggesting never speak out. In fact, it may be in your best interest to be right. a, a, a very loud voice on the issue. Yeah, but
0: it's that's n- a good point. So, so yeah. that's,
1: yeah, that's just a, another thing to keep in mind.
0: And I'll put on my political communications hat for a second. I think from the advocacy group side. Mm-hmm depending on where you are, what you're pushing for, what you want to see policy change or policy stay the way it is, you many times you welcome and you want these big companies and organizations to wade in and to be part of the cause. Mm. And so with that, there is a movement to pressure. There is, there is a tactic to try and get these brands into these issues. And I think for brands, so to think of it from the other side, to be careful if you're, if you're going to be public, vocal, have a position on an issue, that it is aligned with your organization, that it is part of pointing to your North Star, whatever that is, that you're not just being used, for lack of a better term, or not being caught up in being pulled into this issue by some very effective advocacy techniques that are at play, trying to get um, strength, credibility, and just numbers and movement on their side. So that's, that will be one uh, I definitely to watch in the next month or so as the decision is expected to come out in June, I believe. And so then at that point, it definitely, uh, there will be more conversations about what brands are saying or not saying, I'm sure. So, and if anybody wants to write a story about top PR firm, gives advice for this we're here we are yeah. <laughs> give us a call at right. time yeah if
1: you want a dissenting opinion no pun intended yeah. then you know we will provide that
0: Anything else for this episode, Joe? I
1: think that's good. I was just watching you online here, and I was thinking about that scene in Christmas Vacation where he goes and he cuts down the Christmas tree later on in the movie, and it falls through his neighbor's window. So <laughs> when you were when you were talking about, did you see
0: branches falling in the background? No, I, that's I was, funny. I can't even. I yeah. was
1: thinking. Yeah, I hope I don't see because I'm I'm seeing Chad's face and his the windows behind him. So I just when you mentioned having your trees trimmed, I was just watching for a tree to crash through but it hasn't happened yeah. so hopefully it,
0: it no no so far <laughs> these guys are good they uh, you know they were chainsaws and blowers and everything were cranking up there at the start of the podcast but uh they calmed it down so maybe they know that there's an important recording going yeah, on right now still. and uh, they're on break so That's all i have uh, as always, we appreciate you listening to On Message. You can find us at McCloudcommunications.com. That's our business website. And we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We'll be back for another episode or two for the month of May. And then, as I mentioned at the beginning, take the summer off. Uh, have a great weekend. Week ahead, everyone. We'll see you back again soon.